Hey, welcome to Abundant Living and Gardening Podcast. I am your host, Aja Yassir. You can find me at ajayassir.com, at Clubhouse at Aja Yassir, and on Instagram at A Rose for Yamina. On this podcast, we talk about agriculture, life, gardening, fun, joy, and just having a release in the garden. And speaking of release, I felt like I needed to go ahead and record this episode. I'm getting ready to get out for the day, but I woke up with so much stuff on my mind. The state of the world is on my mind. And I kind of needed to speak with you today. So much stuff is going on. So yesterday, this has been going on for months. But unfortunately, I just found out about it yesterday. There is a whole slaughter going on in Ethiopia right now. Um, I Please research it, Google it, find out what's going on. It uh, is touching because... Crop lands are being burned, um, gardens are being burned, people are being killed, children are being killed, women are being raped. They're given the choice of either being raped or being killed. So please research that. Um, neighboring, neighboring countries are sending in troops to basically kill people off. So... Um, I was chatting with some people yesterday who are from Ethiopia and they were talking about they're trying to prevent this from becoming another Rwanda. If you don't know what happened in Rwanda um, in the 90s, I believe, please research that. This is the Horn of Africa. It is where... Many people believe civilization began, so it is very touching to hear about what is going on in Ethiopia right now, as if Ethiopia hadn't already gone through lots of trauma with the division of Eritrea and Ethiopia. There used to be one combined country, and then there was a split, similar cultures, similar people, but there was a split. And so my heart goes out to everybody in Ethiopia. Um, my heart really goes out to everybody all over the world. Because like I said, this is where it is believed that um, life began for humans. So this is an issue that affects us all. It affects you if you are in the regenerative agriculture space, the gardening space, farming space, just to know that crop lands are being burned and food is being weaponized. And it is striking to me because being in the United States, I think that people are really, really comfortable. We have a lot of distractions going on. Um, we have all this social media, even if, you know, we're supposed to be under lockdown for the most part, we're supposed to be under quarantine, but people are still out shopping at these large corporations and smaller businesses have been closed 
for many months, many, many small businesses simply just did not make it. And so I don't think we have seen the full of what is going to happen here in the United States and how the United States impacts the entire world. But we really need to pay attention to what is going on across the globe. You know, we are not a silo. You know, this is this is going on across the globe and what happens across the globe affects us. There have been farmer uprisings in India going on for some months now. I'm recording this in the beginning of February 2021. And the basics of what's going on in India is that the system has been deregulated. The farming system is being deregulated. And small farmers are feeling left out because large corporations can come in and now control the food markets, the farming markets. And they had already been under um, great stress because of this so-called green revolution that started happening in the 60s. And U.S. the U.S. agricultural system started training um, farmers in India on how to use pesticides and how to monocrop wheat and rice and what happened is they found that their soil was depleted because of all the pesticides so India over the last couple of decades has lost 300,000 farmers to suicide So my heart goes out to India. My heart goes out to people who are of Indian ancestry. And my heart goes out to the whole entire world because we are impacted with what goes on in India. You know, they were already struggling because of the coronavirus and Ethiopia too. India had already been struggling because of what's going on in the coronavirus and then here comes this big old ball of mess so sending love to everybody with that even in the united states again we're so comfortable but you know even me i think about all this stuff but i am definitely sitting in a place of comfort i went to an indian market a couple of months ago i go to an indian market on a regular basis And I asked for certain produce. And of course they said, well, that produce isn't here. And it was basically because of what was going on with the coronavirus and the uprising. So they didn't have access to that produce that they usually shipped in from India. All right. Sorry. Speaking of shipping stuff in from India, I think we need to focus on our local markets. But while we're focusing on local markets, we definitely need to pay attention to what is going on around the world. All right. So in the United States, um, there's some stuff going on on here, too. So I don't know if you've heard about it. I haven't heard many people talking about this, but um, my comrade Missila, Missila, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Learn to grow. 
she is on youtube you can check her out it's one of my favorite youtube um channels i am going to get her um her page correct is learn to grow so find her on youtube but anyway she sent me this article yesterday and i hadn't heard about this again it's so much stuff going on she sent me this article about this coronavirus food assistance program that the government in the united states because farmers here had been losing so much money because of the coronavirus and they've been losing so much money in their crops that the united states started issuing funds to these farmers under the coronavirus food assistance program so what happened over the last few days is that they're saying that they will no longer be issuing this money to these small farmers and so she and i were having a brief discussion about how this affects us with the rising costs, will we see rising costs? There are a lot of farmers in the United States who depend on crops that for fuel, ethanol. So what we're probably going to see is a rise in gas prices, not just because of what's going on in the United States, but worldwide tension, but we're going to see that here probably going to see a rise in gas prices and if you know anything about economics or if you've ever even been to a grocery store or a gas station you know that as gas prices go up so do food prices so this may be something that we're going to be dealing with it may cause food shortages because maybe trucks and planes probably can't get food across the United States um this is is pretty tough and it doesn't just affect the corn and soy farmers this also affects the so-called specialty crops it's interesting the specialty crops fall under like just regular food like just produce but um yeah so this affects specialty crop producers as well they're no longer going to be getting money through this program and I don't know if this is going to be forever or if this is just a temporary halt in assistance so it's pretty deep we really really and I've said this before and I'm gonna keep saying it over and over and over again until it resonates and it probably resonates with you already because you are a listener to this podcast we really need to concentrate on creating resilient communities and as we create resilient communities we'll be able to create resilient cities states towns um, countries we have to focus on resiliency and that is not just left up to the large farmers again this is left up to us as landowners as people who dwell in houses as people who own houses and people who rent houses we have to start growing our own food and no we may not be able to grow everything we may not be able to raise all our chickens or ducks or 
all our tomatoes. But if I have tomatoes and my neighbor has um, apples, maybe we can trade. We have to create resiliency. And I think that we might be forced into that. We might be forced into creating some form of resiliency, but I'm wondering if it's going to happen a little bit too late. So I just finished listening to this audio book, Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. Very good book. It's pretty scary because if you know anything about Octavia Butler, she was a science fiction writer. And this book is supposed to be futuristic. She wrote it in the 90s, but it takes place in beginning in 2024. So if this is 2021 and 2024 is just a couple of years from now, a few years from now, three years from now. But it's basically talking about everything I'm talking about right now. Everything I'm talking about in in reality is basically in this book. Um, so there is devastation. Now, this book takes place in California. There is devastation in California basically because of climate change. It rains every five to six years, according to this book. There have been food shortages. People are fighting in the street. People are killing um, each other. People are stealing crops from gardens. People are building walls um, to protect their, their homes and their communities. And so this girl um, has to travel to another area to find refuge. And so I please take, please read this book. It's pretty scary because, again, I feel like it's right around the corner. Um, but as I was listening to the book, I was thinking, wow, if they had created resilient communities. Now, mind you, the communities they were in, they had already gotten to the point where they were gardening. They were trading food. They had fruit trees. So they had those things, but everybody didn't have them. So because they had those things and people did not have them, that caused violence against the people who did have them. So we have to be mindful of that when we do create these resilient communities or when we do talk about resiliency. How does that trickle to people who may not have space to grow food, who may not have access to land? How can they build resiliency as well? And I'm thinking about many of the these balcony gardeners. You know, you can grow food in bags. It's a you only you need a small amount of space. So I maybe I'm being optimistic throughout this pessimism that that you're probably hearing from me. I feel like everybody can participate in this. I do. I feel like people who even live in apartment buildings can participate in this with community gardens, home gardens. <sighs> can garden and save the world? Probably or probably not. But what other choice do we have? You know, and that was a premise of the book as well. 
Like if we leave, we may die. If we if we leave our land and go try to find refuge somewhere else, we may die. But uh, what other choice do we have? And that was the premise of that's what I got out of that book. But right now it's 2021. We see what's going on in the world. We're comfortable in the United States because of our distractions. But if we pay attention, we can probably roll up our sleeves right now and get some stuff done. So I'm concerned. I'm really, really, really concerned with what's going on. And it just because something happens overseas, don't get so comfortable that you think it won't happen here. I was watching a movie with my husband the other day and it was set in India and we were saying we I think he kept asking like how long before the United States becomes like this or are we too comfortable Mm, that's something to think about something to think about so that's all I really wanted to say today but let us beware about what is going on And let us roll up our sleeves because we are not powerless. I know that the the, the odds are probably against us. But may the odds be with you. The Hunger Games. Because maybe we're going into the Hunger Games. And I'm laughing to keep from being full of anxiety. Um. So, yeah, let's get to it. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's get it done. We are not powerless. Although some people try to say, you know, we are powerless because the system, the system, the system, the system. Yeah, but that's too esoteric. You know, we could talk about the system all day, but that's really esoteric. It's, it's what do we have in front of us that we can see that we can change because humans have power. We're a part of nature. We everything we do change change like everything every move we make can change something else. Wow, and that was another premise in that book and parable of the sower. At this point I kind of feel like I'm rambling and I feel like you've gotten what I want to say. So I appreciate for you for listening to me today. Again, I'm Aji Asir. You can find me at ajiasir.com. And I have on my website, if you join my email list, you'll get 99 soil solutions and panicking ain't one. So I'll send you 99 solutions that we can work on right now. And panicking is not one of them. Have a great day, everybody. And I will talk to you soon.